The executive yuan has finalized a draft amendment to the civil code that lowers the legal age of adulthood from 20 to 18. If passed by the legislative yuan, it would come into effect as early as 2023. It would mean that once citizens turn 18, they will be able to do things like sign a mobile phone contract, apply for a passport, open a bank account, buy a house, get married and found a company. However, the amendment would not lower the voting age from 20 to 18. This amendment would address differences in the minimum age of marital consent for men and women. Currently, the legal minimum is 18 for males and 16 for females. If the amendment is passed, it would set the age at 18 for both sexes. Let's make a visit now to Taiwan's most fastidiously maintained mask factory. In order to comply with the European Union's stringent cleanliness standards, this factory is run as a completely sterile clean room. That means even sending a reporter inside is no mean feat. The machines are on 24-7. Melt-blown and non-woven fabric layers roll into the production line and come out folded and cut into the right shape. This mask factory aims for the highest standard of sterility. Our reporter dons a full-body suit and goes through a long series of steps to gain entry to Taiwan's only fully sterile mask factory floor. Inside this mask factory, because they're creating a sterile environment, reporters have to wear this fully sterile protective suit, and workers are also fully kit up. There's no chance for any microbes to stick to the masks. The air piped into the room is strictly controlled, kept below 25 degrees Celsius and 45% humidity to achieve a sterile clean room status. In there, we have these HEPA air filters and also antibacterial and antiviral facilities within the room. These particle counters monitor the presence of any remaining specks of dust or microbes. In Taiwan, they don't test the microbes or the germs. In the EU, they require that masks have a microbial cleanliness rating of 30 CFU or under. That means it will be very hard for your masks sent to the EU to pass the test, unless your factory is extremely clean or it's a space that you're disinfecting. It feels more like a medical-grade pharmaceutical company than a normal industrial space. Four media outlets have visited to report on its winning of FDA and EU safety certificates. So it will not work with yes. yeah. <laughs> The space took tens of millions of NT to build, while each mask sells for just five or six dollars. But no price can be put on the value of a human life. Face mask panic buying has set in again with the rise in Taiwan's COVID cases. This morning at a national supermarket chain, pre-orders opened for 50,000 boxes of medical-grade masks. According to the supermarket, the entire supply was snapped up in eight minutes. Amid the surging demand for protective gear, face masks falsely labelled as made in Taiwan have surfaced on the market. Customers' officials recently seized more than 140,000 Chinese-made masks being marketed as made in Taiwan. The supermarket isn't yet open, and the roll-up door is only raised halfway. But a long line is already waiting outside to order masks. Some arrive to queue at 4 in the morning. At this supermarket chain, 
50,000 boxes of medical-grade masks were available nationwide, with pre-orders limited to five boxes per person. Eight minutes into ordering, the entire supply was spoken for. It's a stunning resurgence of face mask panic buying, made worse by reports of fake masks. All the relevant laws and regulations prohibit selling face masks in loose, small quantities. When the government created the real name mask rationing system, it set a precedent for selling loose masks. This led community pharmacies to mistakenly believe that masks can be sold in such a way. The pharmacist said that it's illegal to sell masks loose, according to the Pharmaceutical Affairs Act. Shoppers should choose masks with complete packaging. Look for a medical supplies license number, a CNS mark number, a lot number, and a manufacturing date. Many fake products are stamped with exactly the same manufacturing date and lot number. Lots of products like that can be quickly rolled out to market. So consumers, when you buy a product and you want to know if it's the genuine article or counterfeit, you can call up the company to ask. It can be hard to spot a fake with the naked eye. Even masks printed with the letters MIT may not be the real deal. When in doubt, check the carton numbers with the manufacturer. The pharmacist says one phone call can make it clear whether your money was spent on protective gear that truly protects. The Taiwan External Trade Development Council, or TITRA, has launched a major new trade alliance which aims to deepen links between the United States and Taiwan. Just on the heels of the Taiwan visit of U.S. Health Minister Alex Azar, which also featured a heavy focus on economic cooperation, the Taiwan-U.S. Business Alliance launched on Thursday. More than a 1,000 Taiwanese companies are already involved, including state-owned giants like CPC and Taipower. Led by TITRA Chairman James Huang, chiefs of Taiwanese industry line up on stage to mark the launch of the Taiwan-U.S. Business Alliance. At the flick of a switch, the number 1,000 lights up, representing more than 1,000 Taiwanese firms that have already joined the alliance. I hope that as coronavirus recedes, we can launch our action plan as soon as possible, holding workshops for Taiwan-U.S. trade exchange in Taiwan. We also hope to organize a trip to the U.S. for our corporate members to support businesses to develop in the U.S. market. The United States is a very important trade partner for Taiwan. For example, last year we were the U.S.'s 10th largest trade partner. We can see many important firms from the U.S. and Taiwan have all joined the alliance. I believe this platform will give these companies and industries opportunities to exchange. The alliance will focus on developing trade, investment, industry, talent and entrepreneurship. When the pandemic is in the past, organizers hope to set up a marketing center in the states and hold exchange trips with 500 American companies to catalyze collaborations. Before leaving Taiwan, U.S. Health Minister Azar spoke about the need for the states to establish strategic domestic production networks. Huang is positive about Taiwan's role in that process. One area is public health and disease prevention. Another is next-generation communication technology such as 5G and data security. If the U.S. is building strategic production networks, these two industries should be the priority. Both are Taiwan's forte and specialty. With Azor's visit focusing on trade developments and now the alliance forming, it looks like a golden age of Taiwan-U.S. trade may be dawning. 
If you want to peek into the future, look no further than Taipei's Expo Park. 89 leading-edge technologies are now on display at an interactive expo, where admission is free of charge. Visitors can hop on a driverless bus or play on a swing set that helps keep you cool in the summer months. Discovering technology treasures transform the future opened Thursday and runs until August 30th. Face a karaoke jukebox and make your request in Taiwanese. It can pick up singer names, song titles, and even commands for volume control. Using voice activation technology, the device finds and plays your favorite Taiwanese tunes. Interactive technologies can also be put to use like this. A cooling module is installed inside the swing. After you swing back and forth a few times, the seat turns extremely cold. With a bit of back and forth, this swing cools down to negative five degrees Celsius. It's one of the tech applications at an expo held by the MOEA's Department of Industrial Technology. The Discovering Technology Treasures Transform the Future Expo is underway at the EcoArc Pavilion in Taipei's Expo Park. Admission is free, and 89 technologies are on display. In terms of the unmanned economy, we're talking unmanned shops and unmanned vehicles. It's those things, as well as intelligent automation and manufacturing. These are all a direction we can take for future development. The Department of Industrial Technology brought together 16 R&D units under ETRI, the Metal Industries Research and Development Center, and the Institute for Information Industry. The expo aims to showcase Taiwan's accomplishments in R&D while fostering more collaboration between industry and R&D teams. Information and communications technologies are basically for the export market. So to see its applications and its consumer uses, we usually have to go abroad. But today, we don't need to. We can see it right in the country. We're bringing the technology directly to the domestic market, delivering it directly to our consumers. Profits will definitely be higher. Since manufacturers can bypass the middleman, they don't need to go through foreign clients or distributors. At this high-tech fun park, cutting-edge technologies take center stage, with Taiwan's R&D prowess taking the spotlight. Japanese restaurant brand Kurosushi has announced plans to list on Taiwan's over-the-counter market. The revolving sushi chain, which has 27 Taiwan locations, announced revenue of 1.9 billion NT last year. This September, it plans to become the first Japan-based restaurant brand to trade on the OTC market. Kurosushi offers sushi on a conveyor belt and a chance to win a capsule toy with every five plates. It set debut pricing at 55 NT per share. Kura Taiwan president Kentaro Nishikawa said Taiwan will become the company's third capital market after Japan and the U.S. He said the listing is partly meant as thanks for Taiwan's support after the 2011 Fukushima nuclear disaster. The Mustard Seed Mission, a Taiwanese Christian NGO and a Taiwanese pastor, have worked together to build Taiwan's first Bible cultural park. The park features full-size replicas of artifacts from the Bible, such as the tabernacle. The team have recreated altogether 11 relics from the Old and New Testaments. The park, which opened on Saturday, will help visitors understand Christianity. We're currently at Taiwan's first Bible cultural park. This park features biblical structures such as the tabernacle and also the altar. 
Located at Wanli in New Taipei, this is Taiwan's first Bible cultural park. Its constructions resemble scenes from the Old and New Testaments. The park features full-size replicas of biblical artifacts, such as the tabernacle and its furnishings, including washing basins, incense altars, and the Ark of the Covenant. All utensils are in accordance with biblical records and are believed to be in their original size. Zhen Zhangbi'e from Hualien was invited to design the holy garments worn by priests. Participating in this work was a great honor for me. It's a great way to serve. The, uh, the oldest story is the tabernacle. Tabernacle is, the, according to the Bible, God taught Moses, Moses how to build it. So in the Bible, describe the size and we try to, according to this size, one by one, one to one, yep, to uh, rebuild whole uh, tabernacle. There are also houses designed in the style of the first century AD, along with utensils and tools, such as an olive press. There's also a synagogue and wailing wall. All are replicas of tools and artifacts recorded in the Bible. 1994, I went to Jerusalem and study in Hebrew University and I have an opportunity to be trained as a tour guide. So I bring the guide, the group, go everywhere in the country and I saw this. It's really, really, uh, really tomb from first century. It's amazing. So let me, uh, I got an idea. I should put this back to Taiwan, let the people see. The site of this Bible culture park was purchased by the lay founder of the Mustard Seed Mission, Lillian R. Dixon, who built a camp on the mountainside facing the Pacific Ocean in 1965 to provide disadvantaged children with opportunities to participate in the summer camps. Now a part of it has been transformed into the Bible cultural park. I'm happy to build a Bible cultural park in this 55-year-old camp so that this summer camp originally for disadvantaged children can be transformed into a base for Christians who cannot go to Israel. The church can come here to witness the buildings and cultural relics described in the actual Bible. We also welcome non-Christians to come here to experience biblical culture in a fun way. The Mustard Seed Mission's website provides information about entering the park and transportation. They are also recruiting volunteer guides who are over 20 years old and are interested in the historical background of the Bible. For Mosa News, Stephanie Yang, Lu Bochong in New Taipei. Fruity sandwiches with flowery platens have been a sensation in Japan for some time now, and now they are available in Taiwan. A Japanese store specializing in these floral sandwiches has opened up a branch in Taipei. The sandwiches are made with seasonal fruits from both Japan and Taiwan. Their beautiful patterns have made them an instant hit on social media. A dollop of whipped cream is spread onto slices of bread. Then an orange, some grapes and kiwi are nestled on. Each fruit is held in place by more whipped cream and another slice of bread is placed on top. The whole sandwich is then covered in plastic wrap and chilled in the freezer. The frozen sandwich is cut in half to reveal a floral design. The flowers can be made with any fruit, including strawberries, peaches or mangoes. These sandwiches have quickly become popular on the internet. I saw it on Instagram. It's not too rich because the fruits are a little tart. 
The shop also makes a fruity mango chicken curry. To make it, chicken is stir-fried with spices and onions before adding in fresh mango puree. The finished curry is then poured over rice and topped with a sunny side up egg. This popular dessert shop from Sapporo, Japan opened a branch in Taiwan this year. Everything on the menu is made with fruits. The dishes have been a hit with foodies. We use seasonal fruits that are generally imported from Japan. Of course, we also use seasonal fruits from Taiwan because they are fresher. Right now, not a lot of places make fruit flower sandwiches in Taiwan, but they've been trendy for a while in Japan. We wanted to be the first store to bring these to Taiwan from overseas, so Taiwanese people can also savor these sandwiches. Taiwanese and Japanese seasonal fruits take center stage at this unique shop, which has garnered a following online. The future plans involve developing a wider range of creative dishes for everyone to enjoy.